when an elder dies, a library is buried. This is a quote from our interview with Miss Margaret McKinley, one of the wonderful women working very hard to preserve the African-American communities in Rutherford County. We took this quote from our personal interview conducted at the Rutherford County Archives. It is in reference to an old African proverb that has been passed down for hundreds of years. It states, when an old man dies, a library burns to the ground. Miss Margaret references this quote when talking about the importance of the preservation of African-American communities, which historically has been passed down orally through the generations. Welcome to our podcast, Preserving the Bottoms. We are so happy that you're here. My name is Morgan. And I'm Emily. And in today's episode, we will introduce Miss Mary Watkins and Miss Margaret McKinley for a more personal look into what it was like growing up in Murfreesboro in the 1950s and onward. All right, so let's get right into it. Miss Mary Watkins and Miss Margaret McKinley were both born and raised in the Murfreesboro area during Jim Crow segregation. They attended Holloway High School, which at the time was the only colored high school in Murfreesboro. Mary graduated in 1964 and Margaret in 1969. Holloway High School once stood in the area of the city known as the Bottoms. Over the years, they have watched as the landscape has grown and changed as a result of integration and gentrification, and both women were kind enough to speak on their experiences. So let's start with the education portion of this conversation. In our previous episode, we spoke briefly about the influence of Bradley Academy and Holloway High School, so right now we're going to dig a little bit deeper into Holloway. Holloway High School was built in 1929 and closed in 1969, and it served as the colored high school here in Murfreesboro, and it was located within the bounds of the Bottoms. The school was updated in 1950, adding bathrooms, running water, and some other modifications that I think are very necessary. Oh, me too. (laughs) The hallway that stands today on South Highland Avenue is not the original structure. The only remnants of the original building are the gymnasium. So why is Holloway such an important part of the African-American community here in Murfreesboro? That answer was found within the interviews that we conducted with both Mary and Margaret. Both women spoke fondly of the school as well as the teachers that taught and inevitably made significant impacts on the life of the children that attended. The teachers had such an impact on Margaret, she was able to recall names, position, and even the quirky attributes of almost all of the teachers present. She spoke about the schooling she received that although was not supposed to be up to par as the white children received in Murfreesboro, the teachers still worked tirelessly to ensure they got the the solid education that they deserved. Um, In the interview, Margaret talks about uh, the books that Holloway High School receives. They were heavy down books from Critchlow, which was one of the white schools in Murfreesboro, and when they got the books, they were tattered and torn and old and outdated, and and, um, the teachers still taught with them. As a matter of fact, they made efforts to repair and to fix anything and add in more relevant information to make sure that the kids got a really good education. Yeah, and Margaret mentions that as the teachers were going along, they would come across pages that were completely missing and would just keep going. They wouldn't miss a beat because they wanted to make sure that they were doing their jobs to the best of their abilities, even though the supplies that they received were not quite satisfactory. <laughs> the schooling in Murfreesboro to the African-American community was so important. The teachers here knew that if they did, weren't the ones that taught the students this, that no one would. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in order to preserve their community and to continue to be a strong group of people, that they would need to raise and educate their students. To the, to the best of their abilities, and they most certainly did that. Mary ref- referred to the school as a close-knit community. 
Um, although neither women lived near the formerly the area formerly known as the Bottoms, they still were participative members of the community. As they grew and changed, so did the community. Um, right now, I would like to take the opportunity to link part of Miss Watkins' interview, where she talks about segregation and the black community in Murfreesboro being the only thing she ever knew. Although there were there was the colored community and the white community, she was only really aware of, of the colored community. And so um, I would like to go ahead and plug that. Now before we play this clip, we do want to give a little bit of a disclaimer. You may hear some other voices and sounds going on in the background, and that is because Miss Watkins brought along her granddaughter when we conducted the interview. So if you hear some laughter and voices going on in the background, that's just her granddaughter having fun and playing while she waited for her grandma. It's because, I mean, I didn't know anything else. I mean, we uh, had my people that through elementary, all the way through elementary, all the way through you know, high school, and then some of them went on to MTSU with. So I didn't know any different because I had never been to anything but a segregated school because I was back in the Jim Crow era. And I, I love that part of the interview, uh, it being all that she ever knew because she, all she knew was this very small community. And I relate to that uh, on, a, on a good level. I grew up in a very small town. I'm talking like five red lights. You went to the store growing up. You knew everybody in there. Everybody knew you. And, and later she'll talk about how that's how the community was. It, it was just is what it was. Mm -hmm. And I cannot imagine growing up somewhere like that. I did not grow up in a small town. And what I currently know of Murfreesboro does not even remotely match that description. It is massive today. Yeah, and I can say the same thing about my hometown. Um, we talk about how they grew and changed with, with, with the town. And um, as Murfreesboro has gotten bigger, you you grow less familiar with the area. And if you asked me to go into a grocery store in my hometown today and find somebody that I knew, the odds that I would be able to do that are so slim. And so I really appreciate this portion of Miss Watkins' interview. And additionally, Miss McKinley, she has published a book uh, called Miss Jenny and the Yellow School Bus, where she talks about um, segregated Murfreesboro being all that she knew as well. Mm -hmm. um, in, in this book, she talks about um, riding a school bus in Murfreesboro. Yeah, and she mentions how she would have to walk to school two miles every morning as an elementary school student, yes. not even as a high schooler. And and then later, they as as the number of African Americans would grow and the, the population of the school get bigger, they would inevitably move and build a new school a mile away. So then she had to walk three miles to school. Yeah, which is just wild. <laughs> Yeah, could not be uh, me. And she also reflects on her memories of while she was walking to school, she, they would pass by the school bus with the white children, and she remembers them waving. And she thought they were being friendly and saying hello. And as she grew up, she came to realize that, no, they were actually making fun of her. But that just strengthened her resolve. And she would raise her chin and just keep on walking. She wouldn't even acknowledge them. And she talks about how she acted like she loved walking to school because she didn't want them to have anything to make fun of her about. Uh, she, she, refused that, she refused for them to have this power that they could hold over her. And inevitably, later with, with the new school, which was close to the colored uh, high school, she did get the opportunity to she ride did. the bus. Yes. And so it was a beautiful end to the story. The The book, Miss Jenny and the Yellow School Bus, will be linked um, on our website. Mm -hmm. um, you can purchase it from Miss McKinley as well. We do 
we do recommend that you go do that. It's um, a great book. Both women are just so nice and very incredible. And so any way to support. So that kind of concludes where we talk about it being a small town and all they ever knew. And and so what about the changes? Margaret spoke of the area near Patterson Park and Holloway, saying that they remained the same throughout the years, even stating that some of the people that we're over by Holloway and when or by, by Patterson Park, and when I say Patterson Park, I mean over where the new Bradley Academy is, that the houses are the same. The people, Some of the people that live in those houses are the same people that lived here and in mm-hmm. those houses during the 50s. And so uh, she does say that other parts of the town, um, she does not agree. So this is quite a long quote, but it says, initially it was segregated communities. So from Holloway back towards Staten Castle, all of it was African-American. You had your teachers, you had your grocers, the whole nine. And then once the city integrated, then everybody began to live everywhere. And it really wasn't a defined border anymore. You used to go to the store and you knew everybody there. You know, it was just small and inclusive. You Now you go to the store and you don't know anybody. And... As I said previously, I can 100% attest to that. <laughs> yeah, so now we're going to move our conversation into their phenomenal efforts to preserve the African-American community. Uh, both Mary and Margaret are members of the African-American Heritage Society, and they have made huge efforts to preserve these sites here in Rutherford County. So as we've mentioned, Holloway High School was a huge part of their community yes. and so it seems fitting that that was the first historic marker that they put up oh most definitely yeah and when we spoke with mary and margaret they mentioned that they knew that that was such a huge impact in their own lives as well as the lives of other children in the community and so that's why that site was chosen to be their very first marker Later, they would go on to put up a marker for Miss Mary Ellen Vaughn, and that marker is located on the street where Miss Vaughn used to live. Unfortunately, that home is no longer there. It was demolished to build the road. Both of her homes were demolished. Yes. She was, uh, it's unclear whether she was asked to leave her home or she voluntarily moved homes, but they would knock the first one down, and then they would knock the second one down, which I think is a huge loss to the community. Yeah. So Miss Vaughn was an influential figure to the African-American community here in Murfreesboro. She was born in Alabama, but she moved to Murfreesboro as a young lady and became a force to be reckoned with in the local early civil rights movement. She was an entrepreneur, a nurse, an educator, and she established the first African-American newspaper in Rutherford County, which is the Murfreesboro Union, in 1920. And we had the opportunity to speak with Miss Watkins about Miss Vaughn, who, who was an active member in the community while she was alive. And so this next portion is a part of the interview as well, where she talks about the influence of Miss Vaughn on the community and how she may have been the person to come and visit her home as a child, as a nurse. Mm-hmm. And so we'll go ahead and start that now. Also, what she had contributed to this community, being a, a nurse, and I and I often wonder now when I got into that, because I didn't even think anything about it until after we started the African-American Hair Society, I remember a nurse used to come to our school in the rural areas and give us shots. You know, they all these shots that they talk about now, you know, that you have to have them. They used to come to us in the school, and we would, the nurses would give them to us. 
And I often wondered what she wanted the ones because she really wanted to improve the health in the rural areas as a nurse. And I just wonder if she was one of the nurses that came out. You know, of uh, course, I don't remember what they looked like. I just remember them holding me down, giving me a shot, <laughs> and hollering. <laughs> didn't, want, didn't want to take them, you know, and, uh, and everything. So, and also she taught African-Americans how to read so that they could go vote. And that was one of her main things, too. Even though she wasn't brought up here, she was in, from Alabama or somewhere, and she went to school at Tennessee State, and she ended up in Murfreesboro. And she started the, uh, the newspaper. And, yes, uh, and everything, yes. so, and that's why we wanted to put hers. And when we were putting it up, and some of the young people down the street was coming out, what are y'all doing? And I asked them, you know, because they lived on Vaughn Street, and so they had no idea. And I told them, I said, See, that's the reason why we putting this up, so you can go up there and read that and know what part she played and why this street was named after her. I think that commemorating the place in which Miss Vaughn lived was so important. And so aside from Bradley Academy and Holloway and the marker where Miss Vaughn's house was, uh, the African-American um, community in, in Murfreesboro is working to, to put up other markers for historic preservation, and more specifically, the African-American Heritage Society. So other places that they have put up um, markers are the Benevolent Cemetery, Evergreen Graveyard, and there are current efforts for the commemoration of the cemetery community, and they are working closely with the Stones River Battlefield, and, and, and both ladies talk about how, um, how funny that is based off of the history of the area. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of getting in touch with them and, and learning about other projects and information, you can, t- you can reach them at their website. So their website is www.aahsrc.org. Again, aahsrc.org. Um, you can, I, I highly recommend that you guys go look at their website and keep in contact with them and support them in this endeavor because it's very important, but they are also working so hard. Absolutely. And we are going to go ahead and link their website on our website under the further readings tab. So if you want a quick link to there, you can find it on our site. There are some other really great photos uh, of things uh, that were going to be referenced in the gallery portion of uh, the gallery about this episode. One mm-hmm. in particular is a painting of Miss Vaughn by Miss Mary Watkins, who is an artist. And so um, I think that that is so cool. And so we're going to link that. You guys should go check it out. It's very awesome. It's a beautiful portrait. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's very interesting to me how uh, Miss Watkins thinks so highly of Miss Vaughn and, and, and how they may have met, and then she ends up painting this mm-hmm. portrait of, of her. So cool. And has done all this work to commemorate her outside her former home. It's just, yes. it's, inc- it's an incredible story. And the interesting thing about all of this is that both Miss M- Margaret and Miss Mary moved away from Murfreesboro for a little bit, but they inevitably came back. And when they came back, they saw that the ball for historic preservation was not rolling, and when they left, it kind of dissipated. Mm-hmm. And so when they got back, they, they started up, and they have been doing it ever since. So definitely yes. check out their website, which will be linked in the podcast website as well. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for the time for the final preservation um, of the Bottoms episode, where we hit on gentrification and urban renewal. Um, additionally, you can find the interviews of Miss McKinley and Miss Watkins, as well as the transcriptions of the interviews on our podcast website. Anything and everything that you need to know about the podcast is on the website. <laughs> so just go have a look. 
Um, thank you so much for t- joining in and listening to the conversation. Um, All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a great night. Bye.